Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Retirement Readiness Podcast. As always, we have Tim Reagan, the founder of Prairie View Wealth Partners. Hey, Katie. I'm Katie Umland, and we're lucky enough to have Dr. Jake Alec with us today. Um, today, we're going to be talking about health and wellness in retirement and how to optimize the aging process. So today, we're going to be picking Dr. Jake Alec's brain on tips and tricks on how to not only be alive, but get the most out of your life for a two-comma lifestyle. So let's jump right in into the mailbag. Um, so in anticipation of today with Dr. Jake Alec, uh, we had um, we threw out a couple feelers for questions that people might have. And somebody said, you know, if if I'm 55 um, and I haven't been active for the last few years, where should I begin? Should we start with <laughs> coming to see you or should we start walking? What should what should be the first step? Yeah, absolutely. So the biggest thing that we look at when people are aging is there's essentially two different two different things that we want to look at. There's lifespan and then there's health span. Lifespan is just simply how old are you and how long do you live? But health span is exactly what you what you hit on is more of what is the quality of those numbers that I've lived. So, quality over quantity. Bingo. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you guys can relate that to your everyday, right? So when it comes into the quality aspect, there's really three things that I, I like to give people like an overwhelming circle to say, where are you at in each of these three? One is how am I moving, right? How, you know, when you get up and stand and walk, are you someone that, you know, is hunched over or can't really move well? You ask you to give me a high five, you kind of go like this and <laughs> you're not moving that well. So that's always something we got to make sure is we're moving well. And the second is uh, you know, how are we eating, right? Because as we age on from when we were 16 years old, it should look a little bit different than when we're 55. And there are certain requirements that we want to make sure that we're hitting when we're doing that. And then lastly is how are we training? And training could just be simply, am I working on maintaining muscle? And muscle is literally the, the, the organ of longevity and making sure we maximize that in our everyday life. So on those three areas, we can look and talk to someone and say, what are we doing really good at and what can we be doing a little bit better? So I guess that's a great intro into today's episode. So let's first start with Dr. Jake Alec, what does that mean? Who? What kind of a doctor are you? Yeah, Where yeah. are you practicing at? <laughs> we, let's give like, a little. Like, like an actual doctor, yeah. like one of those doctors with the like. If there's an emergency, don't call me. Like yeah. it, on an airplane. Uh, yeah. 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 Are you just a professor? Yeah. Or... <laughs> so essentially, I, I went to uh, a chiropractic school. So I'm a doctor of chiropractic. And the cool thing about chiropractic and its license is that you can help people in so much uh, wide varieties. And for me, it's essentially like people come in and they don't even know what I am because we always make the plan fit them. And uh, my, my practice is here in Frankfurt, Illinois. So local to uh, where we're at right now. And uh, I've been in practice for about four years. And uh, I specialize in, in, in sports and athletes, but also uh, moms and dads of, uh, of aging lifestyles and making sure that they live that healthy life health span as, as possible. Well, well I know Tim's whole family sees you, so it can range from old folks like Tim yeah. well, down to... Well, I was going to say, don't let this be <laughs> yeah. a uh, Yeah, maybe you're a not a commercial. Of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, but which is really kind of, I think, part of the reason why, uh, Jake, we wanted to have you on the show, because... I think when people hear chiropractor, they think, you know, let me twist you, bend you, let me crack you. And I've seen you, I don't know how many times, and you have yet to do an adjustment on me. Mm -hmm. It's like a lot of other stuff that, that helps. So tell us a little bit about, you know, when you talk about athletes, how does that help? But also then, how does that lead into that longevity and that health span like you were talking about? Yeah. So the biggest thing is the dogma that most people have with chiropractic is 
once you go once, you got to go the rest of your life, right? And I take that. Um, well, you're, you're, you're telling me you won't take them for the rest of your life. Yeah. You're, you're like, I think that hurts your business model yeah. a little bit, right? I, I'm <laughs> going to say you're not going to be in the need of me, I right? Got you. Okay. Because, like you know, I, yep. I teach people how to treat themselves, and I and I joke around. I say it's the worst business move in the world because I'm literally giving you the tools and trying to say, hey, you don't need me. Yep. But what I may say with people is like, hey, let's check in in six months and make sure that everything is moving the way you need to. Because just like how you take your car to a mechanic, because sometimes you don't have a, a signal you know, sh- shining a light at you to say the engine's off or you need oil. For people, we typically wait until we're in pain to say, I got to update this thing. And so when I have check-ins with people, they come in and most of the time it's high fives, man, I'm feeling great. You know, this is what's going on with the family and they're moving good because they're doing what we talked about in prior visits to keep them moving well. So the biggest thing in the body is one, we got to make sure we're moving well. So whether you're an age, uh, a grade school athlete or someone in your age that's, you know, using their workforce to be the majority of their day, you got to make sure that their body is moving for the way they're using it. And then in all other aspects that I help people with nutrition to make sure that you know, they know what they should be doing when it comes to putting food in their mouth. And then also- Like I've seen your uh, recommended- breakfast at cup of joe yes, in yes, frankfurt yes. yeah yeah and i'm always like the high protein breakfast. I just, oh, I want to want it, and I just, I skip it. <laughs> I joke around with people, guys. So people go to breakfast with one thing in mind, or two things in mind. It's either I'm going to make this like almost like a dessert in the morning, yep. or uh, I want my start to my day a little, <laughs> little bit better, and I want to get it going. So I joked around with Jim, who the owner of uh, Cup of Joe, and I said, I always like create this thing here. Can we just make it on the menu? And the, the crazy thing was, when I created it, it was like $22, and he makes it on the menu. It's like $14. Yeah. <laughs> like, you tell me for a year and a half. Yeah, wait, should, should, yeah, should, should he be paying you the royalty, not yeah. the other way around, right? Like, <laughs> so it, it's fun when people ask, like, oh, you know, what should I be having? I go, if you go to Cup of Joe, you'll see it on the menu. Yeah. yeah. And, and so with it, let's talk a little bit about, you know, when we talk about health span, lifespan type of stuff. So my picture is, and because I think it links into, okay, how do you pick that on the menu and, and what does that look like? And so when we talk health span, lifespan, I think about like if I have longevity, that longevity can start at my age. I'm 46. Uh, all of a sudden, 46 today. Uh, today am, is the day. Am Whoa. I right? That yeah. is today is the day. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> but, uh, and so, but but starting, it's like this slow, gradual decline into I die at 90 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Versus health span could be I don't have that slow decline. I'm really healthy until you know 89 and a half, right. and then I then I kind of fall off and right. and go like. To me, that's the goal, right? And uh, the three circles you're talking about help to get us there. So when you're talking food, for people maybe that aren't going to get to Cup of Joe, what is that breakfast? What does that look like? You know, what are the things that I should be thinking about kind of putting in my face when I Absolutely. Well, when it comes into, like I said earlier, like muscle is the most important um, aspect to have on our body, especially as we age. Because as we age on, your body at 26 years old literally goes downhill and you have to work in order to keep or maximize muscle on you. So when it comes into that, protein is the building block of muscle. So we always talk to people about protein because notoriously everyone is under eating it. Mm-hmm. And we joke around and yeah, it may not be the fun foods that most people talk about, but when we go to steakhouses, everyone loves steak. It's just, all right, the mashed potatoes that we load up with butter and everything on the side may need to be pulled back a little bit. But when it comes into protein, that's why we nicknamed it the high protein breakfast because Think of your typical morning, like people grab coffee, they grab a croissant or a donut on the way to office, and they just don't maximize those protein foods in the morning. So I always like to 
to take the recommendation of if we can maximize, especially when we're aging on, if we're 40 and older, that we want to say at least 50 grams of protein for your first meal of the day because that gets you going on, one, you feel super full, and then also you're getting that idea of I'm starting my day with a big jump of protein, so then later parts of my day I don't have to play catch up. Well, just, you know, you're talking to everybody else that's not me because protein <laughs> is what I would like. Take, bring me like, now it's not always the healthy protein. I'll take the sausage or the, <laughs> you know, I'll take a chicken or steak or whatever. So yep. yeah, the, that's why I wanted to talk about the protein <laughs> yeah. breakfast. Uh. Well, the, the cool thing about it is like we say a protein is anything that came from something that used to have an eye. So it essentially has to be coming from an animal, right? And what now we have these new modern, like, you know, plant-based things that aren't just as efficient as something that came from an animal, but it's all, so if I'm having sausage or I'm having bacon, like there's protein in that, we just have to be smarter what we pair with it. So at a classic steakhouse restaurant where, you know, there's a bunch of butter and some oils on top of an awesome protein-rich steak, we just have to say, maybe I'm having double vegetables instead of the crazy sides that always come with it. And then the carrot cake, that's like, yay big at Gibson's that most people <laughs> but see. what about the biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, yeah, everything comes in in quantity. So it's like, if I want to have But as long some, as you get a Diet Coke, is it okay? <laughs> <laughs> the Diet Coke, is so the, it's so funny with like the, the zero calorie things that people have these ideas like, oh my gosh, all these things that make it a Diet Coke. Diet Coke is not the worst thing in the world. And if that makes you feel better throughout your day and you haven't won a day, totally rock with it. Great. <laughs> so Glad to hear it. Yeah. And so when you think about some of that stuff, when we, you talked about, you know, how do you eat right or how do you adjust for treating? So if I'm sitting here and I feel like, you know what, for the last 20 years, I haven't maintained the the car the way I should. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that I start thinking about? You know, where, how do I get started even down that path in yeah, your mind? Yeah. Well, first is like, do I, do I have pain when I wake up? Do I, does this hurt? Does that hurt? And we can always say pain is, Hey, you maybe have something going around with your knee or with your shoulder, but diet can be a huge factor when it comes into that because we've all had that night where we, may, we went off the, the rocker and we, we had a bunch <laughs> of alcohol and we had a bunch of sweets one night and you wake up the next day and you're like, Oh my gosh, my back is sore. This is sore. That's just an uptick in inflammation in the body and then the low-hanging fruit is going to feel it the next day, right? So when I'm sitting in, in, in the office with someone, I'm hearing them talk through you know, what they feel on a daily basis and what brought them in, but I'm trying to figure out, is this something that is really movement-based or is it a systemic, hey, we got to get the body in a better spot where we're talking way more nutrition with this person than um, about moving their body. But I would always start with someone saying, am I in pain? And wherever that is, let's start there. Now, if I'm boozing though, I, I mean, I'm sore the next day. It's usually because I was like dancing, yeah. night, like doing things. <laughs> Things that I haven't done since I was like young. So, I mean, it, it might not just be the inflammation. It might be like <laughs> doing things that I probably shouldn't be. Well, it's know. funny how people come in with like sore knees and ankles after weddings. It's like, yeah. man, I've jumped up way more than I ever had in my life. I go, fine. We just got to do it a little bit more often. So it's not just a, a zero to 100 feel. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so we talk about in, in the industry, we talk about compound interest a lot, obviously, um, and how important it is to start when you're young so that you really reap those benefits and how it makes such a drastic change compared to if you start when you're older. So what are some of those things that you would call compound interest worthy? Like what has, if you start now, it's huge gains or yeah. starting with this reaps huge benefits. Like what are those yeah, kind of triggers? Moving your body. I mean, I, I, parents often ask me, you know, my son's seven years old, six year old, do you work with this age group? And I always say yes, because the wider of a foundation you could build for a young person, or even if I meet them at 60 or 70, 
we still want to work on that foundation. And for someone that I have never worked with and they've really never done anything for their body, we'll make the greatest gains because they're starting from zero mm -hmm. versus someone that's you know super active, they work out, they've done sports. I may meet them and they may be doing 80% 80 80 of things right, but now we have to fine tune just a little bit. But moving the body is the most important thing because when we're living in today's lifestyle, we are moving way less than we ever have. We, we drive to work, we sit down when we're at home, we have our computers, we have our phones. We can do so much in such a small amount of space that we're just moving our body less. So typically I show people, and, and, and Tim knows a handful of these, just movements for the back, movements for your neck, movements for your hip. So even when you're pain-free, people are, are waking up in the morning and I say, hey, you brush your teeth every morning and go to bed and you brush your teeth. Now I'm going to teach you something where you can brush your joints. So sure. now you're moving your hip, you're moving your knees. So it kind of counteracts the, the lack of activity that people are having on a daily basis. So some strategic stretching. Yeah, stretching, movement, whatever like people want to call it. I mean, I call it a billion things because it's whatever it relates to the, the person. Sure. But we're literally taking them and moving their body in a way that they may not be using it at all or matching it to be closer to how they use their body on a daily basis. So my offensive lineman that plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, He's going to be doing a little bit more particular things than someone. Wait, are who's... you talking about Taylor Swift's boyfriend right yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> we, so we were at the we were at the Kansas City Chief game, and I couldn't tell you. No one asked about how the game was or how Nick's doing. They were like, "Did you see Taylor?" And yeah, she was at the box. She was about twenty yards away from us. So, but it's funny they do an amazing job not telling like anybody. Like people needed to look at their phone to see if she's there or not. So the Chiefs kind of they, they tone her out. Yeah, so they're, they're doing a great job. So, um, can we just call her T Swizzle, please? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a great. It's, it's crazy to see what the, she's brought to the NFL, which is pretty cool. Too. It is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. And so did I hear you, as you mentioned, so you work with everybody from, uh, you said professional athlete, you've got a professional athlete you work with. Yep. Uh, if, am I remembering correctly too? You're working with the uh, Great Lincoln Way East. Yeah. Uh, Football team right yep. now, right? They're yep. doing fairly well. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it's fun because Lakeway East is somewhere that I, I've come from. From as I played high school football with them, and then ever since I played in in, uh, in college at Miami of Ohio, uh, Coach Vonar has let me pretty much run their their strength conditioning program. So since I've been back in town, I've worked with East for that amount of time since I've played there, and now I've just um, gathered the reins for Lincoln Way Central High School. So worked with them, and they made the second round of the playoffs this year. It's the first time they made the playoffs in like oh, five years. So yeah. Well, probably cool. their strength and conditioning program has to, has to be it, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun because it, it was definitely different from what they did in the past, but uh, when you take a, a winning program like Lincoln Way East and just kind of re redo the wheels at another school, um, it works It works out really well. So. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And, and so part of our point of view is uh, what we call the two common life and how to live the two common life. And a lot of times people look at it as kind of funny. And, uh, you know, if you think about a million dollars, it's got two commas in it. Yeah. And so that's where that kind of concept comes from. But it's really more than the money piece. It's really the concept of, I live in abundance. I have the flexibility and the ability to do things that I want to. I have the ability to be generous with people. I, you know, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And one of those, I think the reason it kind of fits into this conversation is I don't want to have that ability but physically not be able to go do it, right? And so if I'm sitting here and I'm later on in life, like, do I just start walking? Mm -hmm. Do I start, like, what do you, do, do I go and get like some fancy gym membership with a bunch of weight, machines yeah. I don't know how to use? Like, right. what what do you what do you suggest and how do I just get to, so if I want to go kayaking or for a hike or whatever in retirement, I'm good to go. What's, what's your yeah, suggestion? Yeah, the biggest thing is we got to match what's, what's my goal of my body, right? If I'm someone that just, I want to live pain-free and just get around and, 
and you know live my normal lifestyle you know feeling good then we're going to get you walking just for for heart health because we got to be using our body and getting steps in for that but also depending on where we're at in that age spectrum we have to have muscle on our frame in order to maximize that that health span process so i always recommend in order to build muscle you have to lift something a little bit heavier and that's quite often more than just the 10 or 15 pound dumbbells that people have at the house. So I often I'll meet moms and even dads that, you know, they start there, but I'll get them a gym membership and just say, Hey, you know, maybe once a week we go here and we lift something heavy in a safe way, just so you can tell your brain to say, Hey, we're using these things. We got to keep them yep. because if you don't use it, you lose it. And that's why we got to make sure in, in that train aspect of my continuum that we're using our muscles. And typically when people do things on the weekends that are more sport-based or, you know, kayaking, like you said, or someone wants to run a 5K, you actually have to be doing something in your normal every day to say, all right, I'm prepared to do this. Because quite often where people get hurt is the people that brag about, oh, you know, I didn't train for this marathon at all and just went up and run it. And then a week later or during that race, they're like, this is miserable. My Achilles (laughs) feels like it's going to fall off. My back hurts. Well, it's like you didn't do any prep work, right? So when I I meet people, I say, okay, maybe they're in pain because that's typically what brings people in. But let's get them to the point where now, even like yourself, we're not really talking about this hurts or that hurts. It's, hey, I'm going about, I'm doing this this uh, in four months or five months. How do I get my best prep for that? Yep. And that's going to be something that you do at home or you got to maximize in the gym for Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of like WD-40. WD-40. I use that preference all the time. <laughs> put WD-40 into your shoulder, knee, ankle, yeah. whatever you got to do to make sure that thing isn't squeaking. Yeah. Well, and, and even to when you go to how that starts to manifest itself a little bit, I know for me, a lot of times when we sit down, you you te- teach me stretches that I need to do at home. Like you said, yep. you know, you brush your teeth, do your stretches too. Yep. And so it doesn't even have to be something major. Uh where I think a lot of times people think, oh my gosh, I don't want to get my knee checked out because are they going to tell me I have to do knee replacement? Right? I have to, and that's right. my experience has been, at least that's not the case necessarily at all. Well, and that's that's why I say, unfortunately, and it comes into the medical medical lifestyle. If you go to someone like an orthopedic surgeon, and I'm saying not all are like this, but if you only got a hammer, everything looks like a nail, yep. right? So typically, when you go to a surgeon, they're going to say, "All right, this is what it looks like on imaging. This is how we can fix it with a shot, or we can go in there and replace it, or you know, do a scope or whatever." So I always say, start at my level, like chiropractic, physical therapy. Find someone that's good in your area and say, "What can I do to manage this thing?" and orthopedic referrals always love when I send them a patient because they know they maximize what I can do with them and what they can do. So their surgery result is going to be fantastic mm-hmm. because that's literally what they need versus I have people that go to orthopedics and they have their consult and they're like, oh God, he told me I need a shoulder replacement. I come see him. I, sh- I show him one motion they do in a matter of three days and they come back and like, my pain is gone. And I'm wow. like, well, aren't you happy you didn't get a replacement? You know, yeah. and it, it typically the referral doesn't go from ortho to me quite often, but I wish it was more of a start here and then wake your way up to that orthopedic level. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a really good um, tip, especially for an aging audience um, to start at your level before. Yeah, right. And it's and it's the might same as well, thing. even yeah. if you do send them on, at least right. Yeah, again, they're in the right spot. And I just can't harp on that enough because and I'm black and white with people. I'll say, give me two or three visits. In two or three visits, I'll either tell you you belong in my office and you'll probably be feeling great or we'll move you on to where you need to be. And So maybe this is out of your wheelhouse since you're the doctor and not the yeah. receptionist. Yeah. But how does like insurance quickly, yeah. how does insurance work? Because I think that's a lot of people's concern too is like, oh, I don't. Yeah. So on, I, when it comes into our office, we actually are out of network with all insurances. Okay. Because right now insurance is a tricky thing where 
essentially if you call an office and say, Hey, I have this, the receptionist looks up what they pay for. And then on the back end, your treatment matches what it pays for. So for me, what I tell people is like, I don't want your insurance to dictate care, right? I want to meet you and then say, Hey, this is what you need to do because this is what you need to do. So our workaround with that, and it's becoming way more often, even in dentistry and physical therapy, chiropractic is that people are saying, we're out of network. This is our price for our first visit. These are our price for our follow-up visits. And my spin to that is my average visits treatment plan for a normal patient is 4.9 visits. The average in this area is 28.2 for a normal chiropractor. Wow. So when you come here, yeah, you may be paying out of pocket to to see me, but I'll promise your turnaround may be a lot faster than a a typical insurance norm. Okay. Well, and I think too, for us, our experience has been uh, some of those things that I thought were going to be to your point, you know, hey, you've got to go through all of these other things within a handful of visits and doing those things on a regular basis, it probably ultimately is from a time, money, pain, you know, yeah. you go down the list, right. I mean, you're still way ahead. Right. Um, and, and you know, copays, sometimes people have a $25 copay and if they gone somewhere, you know, three days a week for six weeks, I mean, do that math and then, you know, three visits with me may be wildly less than that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's Let why. Let alone I, if you don't need a sold shoulder replacement. 1,000%. Yeah. And, that, and that's why like there's people that'll say, I'll come here for as much as you need to. I just do not want to be operated on. And we'll mark their improvement. I'll say, hey man, remember when you couldn't even like raise your arm and now you're, you know, lifting cabinets, doing things. And they're like, gosh, yeah, I actually forgot about that, you know, and it just empowers them. So that's, it's, it's very important. I'm big on setting goals. And, uh, and so when you sit down and talk with somebody, do you guys set goals and like, Hey, here's what we're trying to get to. Here's what we think we can, or, or as, as I think about just kind of long longevity. So maybe I'll uh, go a little different. My, I just recently read a book called Younger Next Year. Okay. Uh, and it's all about how do you, what do you change so that you can be younger next year that again, not your chronological age, but your health span. Uh, yeah. And, and so do you, as people come in, is it goal-based? Like I have specifically, I want to run the 5k. Mm-hmm. I want to fix my shoulder that hurts. Or is it a goal that says, you know what? I want to be able to kayak when I'm 80 or downhill ski when I'm 80, not just, you know, this very acute kind of a kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that what you just hit on is why people typically refer other people to my office because it may be saying, Hey, you know, your, your typical doctor right now says, Oh, you know, you can't bike or you can't do this because you know, your knee's still a little wonky. The first thing I tell people is I say, all right, we're going to meet you where you're at. I'm going to tell you in the short term what you can't do because we don't want any flare-ups, but I'm going to maximize what you can do so then it keeps your psyche going because there's nothing worse than saying my right ankle hurts to a runner and you can't run. Like they, They'll say, cut the thing off. Like yep. yeah. <laughs> telling a runner they can't run is brutal. But I'll be saying, hey, for 10 days, we're not going to run. You're going to bike. It's going to be super boring, but you're going to do these other things to get us rocking and rolling so when you get back running, you're feeling really good. So for us, it's typically people meet me in the pain spots. So well, we always got to address pain because pain is the number one performance decliner. That's why I named my clinic pain to performance mm-hmm. because if you have right hip pain and you go to the gym and everything that you do is like giving you a you know, pain there. It's like, gosh, am I just hurting myself more here or am I actually giving myself benefit? So we always want to knock that down, but then I'll pair that to what their goal is and saying, all right, if you're someone who's a runner that's running a 5k or you're someone that's super active on the weekends and you bike and you play with your kids, picking them out off the ground, we have to make sure that your rehab matches what you want out of your body. And that 
typically results into them doing rehab exercises. You're like, what the heck is this? When students shadow me, they're like, where did you find that one? I go, well, this person plays with their kids on the ground all the time. So we have to match this exercise to match for that. It's not, oh, they're doing this core exercise that looks like it's right out of a textbook, but it doesn't relate to their everyday life. Yeah. I was kind of thinking about that before we started recording, the three of us were moving chairs and I thought, Oh, Alec is going to, I should like be squatting down to get the chair to move it, like train, uh, What what's that saying? In like neut- In a neutral spine, like yeah. that's, that's the common thing. It's like a joke in our industry because we said if we like did neutral spine and everything we exactly. do, we would look so robotic. Yeah. So typically what we do is we, we train people or get people back into like these, oh my gosh, is, is that is that harmful? And it's like, no, because when you unco- like don't think and you bend and reach for something, your back bends. Like, yes. So it's okay to, and that's why we're always doing those, you know, all right, how do you, can you touch the floor? Can you go backwards? You know my motions that I test people for because we want movable ranges of motions that everyone moves through pain-free to ensure that they can live a life in many pain-free ranges. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know for me, uh, when the kids were little, we've got, we're fortunate we have a swimming pool. And so I would always get in and I'd put them on my shoulder with my hand and I'd throw them like a shot put into the <laughs> into the deep end. Uh, yeah. And so Grace now is a junior in high school and she still wants me to shot put her into the deep end, <laughs> which I do. Uh, it's not quite as high and as much fun as it was when she we was like, uh, arm, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, the, and so for me, like when I think about goals, like that's the goal, right? I want to be able to be grandpa shot putting the kids into the deep end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you're your, your talk about, you know, you have to maintain your muscle mass. You have to uh, be, even I'm assuming balance comes into that mm-hmm. with muscle mm-hmm. a ton because when people start slipping and falling and all that stuff, uh, you know, so how do they do that? How do I, how do I keep muscle mass? Is it one day a week? Do I have to go five days a week? You're yeah. Like what, what are your thoughts with that? So typically we look at, it's, it's the amount of sets per, so we, the body's trained in, in six different patterns of motion. It pushes, so here, here, it pulls things, it, you lunge, you squat, and you, and, you, and you do some bending where you, you're picking something up. So when we pair that with people, we want to say, when you go to the gym, are you doing a pushing motion? Are you doing a pulling motion? Are you lunging? Are you doing these foundational movements with load? And quite often, if someone's goal is just to maximize muscle as they age on, two days a week is totally fine for less than an hour. And again, that's getting person to that point. Like mm-hmm. I'll talk to someone, if someone's only standing up and walking 2000 steps a day, my goal for them is to walk 4000 steps a day. We're not even talking about the gym. So it's very individualized based on where the person's starting, but that very end goal goal of, all right, I want to be someone that's, you know, maximizing muscle. I don't want to spend too much time. I'm not going to be like a gym bro, mm-hmm. but like, <laughs> you know, I want to be, make sure I'm doing that right. Um, two days a week is is, is totally um, the, the bare bones minimum in order to make sure we can get that done. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. And then when I think about uh, kind of pairing that stuff up, because what can happen to me is if I'm not in that mode, mm-hmm. it can be pretty intimidating mm-hmm. trying to get in that mm-hmm. mode. Uh, and so, you know, sometimes I, I think like uh, – just get up and walk for a half an hour every day or 45 minutes every day. And then in my mind, I picture myself as the high school football player or the college wrestler or whatever. And I'm like, dude, all you're doing is walking. And it can be like, so like demotivating, but, but is really, that's a good place to start. I'm thinking, right? Like if I haven't been doing stuff, like just getting out and getting moving is probably step one. Yeah. I love the line. Compliance is a science. So like anything that you can stick to and do every day, that's the most important thing. So some people love, um, I know you're, you're a frequent orange theory guy. Mm -hmm. Like they love going somewhere and say, I don't have to think because 
my dad actually says this the best that it was funny. We were talking one day. He's like, I love going places to the gym because I want to be told what to do because I'm uh, owner of my business. I make decisions all day. All day the yeah. last thing I want to do is decide what I'm doing to work out. Yep. So um, on the back end, like I, I have this um, remote training platform that I, I work with people in some CEOs or people that just want a little guidance. Like I take over all of their training for them and I say, all right, I meet with them monthly and I say, all right, what's your goal? What's your availability and gym time when it comes to your 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 work like life? And I'll make the plan for you. So you go to the gym and then here's your plan like this. So so then they can do that. Or there's people like yourself that just hey I want to show up somewhere and be told what to do. And if that keeps you going somewhere four to five days a week, then perfect because you're compliant with that. Yep. And we just want to make sure on the back end that you're moving in all the ways that you need to to avoid uh, the common uh, aches and pains that someone can have from uh, from a gym. The best exercise is the one you'll do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Same uh, thing diet wise too, right? Yeah. yeah. Nutrition, like the again, one there's you can no like, actually stick with. Yeah, because I, I joke around if like you go online and see, oh, Joe the keto guy or mm. you know uh, Shonda the the vegan expert, like <laughs> they're just gonna push that one thing, and yep. that's why it's it's almost a double edged sword for me because people are like, what's the best diet? I'm like, well, there's more, more, more questions for us to fill because I, you come from an Italian lifestyle. Last thing I'm going to have you say is you're going to do never have bread, right. never have pasta. Like, we'll find a way for that that to mix in yet, right? Because telling an Italian you'll never eat that again, like, no Maybe way. Maybe for a week. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So you always got to mix and match and make it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying yeah. my two-comma lifestyle definitely involves bread and pasta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. It's, it's funny to say, so we had uh, at the house, uh, we had some stuff with the kids where i don't know they weren't sure if it was like eczema or whatever and so sarah's like let's just try like a dairy-free option here for a while lily our oldest uh <laughs> she she made it through i think lunch and, then, and she was like this yeah, is no. this is not a lifestyle yeah. this is nothing I'll take weird. The eczema. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah and uh and so it, it's funny like to your point you got to know like what is your thing and right. uh and same thing for me we have for for somebody to tell me don't eat uh meat or cheese or i'd be like all right then i might as well not eat right uh, right and so, so, so that's the thing is like because there's people that exercise to compensate for their diet mm-hmm. and there's people that you know eat super strict so they don't have to exercise yeah. that much my goal is to, to find the happy medium with all that because we know we got to exercise for to live healthy and we know we got to eat relatively healthy to to maximize how long we live and then that that's the best take home for all of that yeah, the uh, in another book I'd read, uh, I think their line was uh, "Don't eat crap," yeah. right? And, <laughs> and they're like, the, in our diets today, you can you have a lot of choice, but you know what the junk is, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you just make sure you just don't eat the junk, yeah. uh, rather than try to go to, I'm only going keto, or I'm only yeah, going yeah, yeah. one way or the other. If that's not you, then right? Or you like an adult too? I mean, there, there's times where it's just like, dude, you're you're eating like an eight-year-old. You know what I mean? That's like, come on now, you know? And that's why it's so hard for moms too because how many times, and you'll know this in a couple of years, you're going to be finishing a lot of your, your yeah, kids' meals right. and it's just like, I just don't want food to waste, but now I'm having four chicken tenders. Dad and bod. And and Dad bod. <laughs> but I mean, moms are like, it's one of the hardest things to do because, you know, they're maximizing their, their kid and making sure that they're growing up in a, in a good way. But then also they have to think of themselves on their back end, but they always prioritize their, their children first. So um we have different ways that we work with Monsty. So. Yeah. So this has been really insightful for me. Yeah. Uh, so, so if I hear you correctly, what I've heard you say is uh, move, don't eat like a child, uh, <laughs> it, main, make sure you're maintaining your body. Like a lot of times I know you've told me that, uh, yeah, you you just hurt your neck or your, your trap is messed mm-hmm. up. You didn't do something right now that did that. 
you neglected it for the last three years right. and now it's, it's in that space. So, right. so make sure you're maintaining, maintaining that. And remember too, that in the chiropractic world, that's a great place to, to start and say, how do I get this fixed? And it's not all bone cracking and yes. Yes. Uh, all that kind of stuff, right? That, yeah, I, I haven't even seen like a torture chamber inside your place at all. So <laughs> well, like, that's it's funny. I go, if you go to your YouTube page, you don't see like all these cracking complication videos. Like we're, you're probably someone you could trust. You know? yeah. <laughs> otherwise, if I'm using my patient's time as like marketing to see like, look at this, it's like a funny video of someone getting adjusted a bunch. It's like, ah, maybe, eh, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that go what you said and there's three pillars that we use at the practice you want to move well you want to you want to eat smart and then you want to train smart and then eat well so you want to move better eat well train smart and if you have the, all of those uh, segues you know doing it's just thought provoking and saying hey i'm doing pretty good in all of these you're going to maximize that health span Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. So tell us a little bit about Jake Alec and Alec Pain to Performance. And I mean, we are all about shame, shamelessly plugging yeah. businesses. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, tell us about you. Uh, where do you live? Where, what's your background? Yeah. So I grew up in Frankfort, Illinois. So right here in the hometown. And uh, I've, I've had my clinic for four years now. Uh, we're located in the Trolley Barn, which is in the heart of downtown, which is right across the street from where we're filming this in the attic. And, uh, <laughs> uh, when it comes into what we do, uh, what I do, it's essentially if you move it, I treat it. Um, that's the easiest way to. to to tell people is whether it's your big toe, your knee, your, your neck, or whatever's going on, we'll make sure that either you're in the right place or we'll take care of it and show you how we can beat it yourself. Um, but then also when it comes into my back end, I kind of have like my coaching side of things where I help out with the high schools um, and work with the kids there. But also, like we talked about with that training uh, philosophy is if you're someone that just looks to want, want to be guided into a plan of, you know, I got a home gym or I go work out at LA Fitness or I go somewhere, but I just don't know what to do. And trust me, you're not alone. And if you feel that way, um, you know, I, I could be an asset for you and just say, hey, let's make sure that your, your training uh, regime matches what your goals are. And you know, there's a lot of people that have been doing that for four or five years with, and they just don't stop because it's just, they love waking up and being like, man, I don't have to make a decision. Just doing what I'm doing. Um, or that it kickstarts someone into um, a, a new uh, regime of, of working out on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. I know you mentioned LA Fitness, but that's not where you train, is it? No. no, no. I, 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 we, I, we'd be remiss if you didn't mention. Yeah, yeah. So one, my house is like, I, I, I call it like the, the greatest home gym environment in the world because one, I, I selfishly wanted to match it to all of the, the things that the um, uh, Linkway East and Linkway Central has in their weight room so we could match that. Um, but I, I, I train every everywhere. So we, uh, we make sure that I can meet people where, where they're at. So. Yep, for sure. So. And I actually know your wife, Liz. Oh, do you? Yes. From the chamber. Oh yeah. So, um, so you're married. Yes. And am I right? You have a golden. So we have a burnt, we, we have Floyd who is our initial burner doodle. Okay. Um, and I actually married into that son. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then we actually just got a new, uh, burner doodle named Gus and he's six month years old. Okay. Um, he's definitely more, uh, Bernice mountain dog than, than, than poodle like Floyd is. So he's on the darker side and then Floyd is 140 pounds and, and just a, a goofball. And it's, it's been a good dad though to, to, to Gus. So, but yeah, my, my wife, Liz, uh, who actually grew up in, in uh, if considered Frankfurt, but she went to Linkway North. So we joke around to say she's one of them that yeah. actually went to that school. And <laughs> yeah, that's surprising. Now, yeah, now it's, been, now it's been closed down. But uh, uh, she also has the line that says that if we knew each other in high school, we never would have ended up together where we are now. So yep. it's funny uh, how that works. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, my mom introduced us and uh, shout out to my mom for doing that. And then it's, <laughs> it's been um, coming up on two years now. Uh, May seventeenth will be our, our second year. So okay, um, time's going by fast. Going it's, it's fast. Great. 
Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. This was a great episode. Uh, and if you guys haven't checked out Jake uh, on Instagram, Facebook, they have a lot of funny videos that you guys are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're always goofing around on Instagram. Yeah, I between feel like. uh, my personal one is Dr. Jake Alec, or um, the clinic one, which is a little bit more insights on the body and stuff like that. That's Alec PTP. Um, but theirs, we're pretty active on it, so it's fun. But so check them th- out. Thanks for having me here. I mean, this is an awesome space, and uh, you guys are doing amazing things, and I know you guys are very predominant in this town, and <laughs> people can't say anything more but great things about you guys. So awesome. Thank well, you thank for you. having me. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Retirement Readiness Podcast. We hope you found some of it uh, entertaining or valuable. If you did, please like and subscribe to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. Until next time, be well. Purview Wealth Partners is an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of Purview Wealth Partners by the SEC, nor does it indicate that Purview Wealth Partners has attained a particular level of skill or ability. This material prepared by Purview Wealth Partners is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to serve as a substitute for personalized investment advice or as a recommendation or solicitation of any particular security, strategy, or investment product. Opinions expressed by Prairie View Wealth Partners are based on economic or market conditions at the time of this material was written. Facts presented have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. Prairie View Wealth Partners, however, cannot guarantee the accuracy or completeness of such information, and certain information presented here may have been condensed or summarized from its original source. Prairie View Wealth Partners does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing contained in these materials should be taken as tax or legal advice. Please consult with your tax professional regarding your particular situation before implementing any strategies discussed, economies, and markets fluctuate. Actual economic or market events may turn out differently than anticipated. No investor should assume that a future performance will be profitable or equal either the previous reflected performance or that of reference benchmarks. The historical performance results of the comparative benchmarks do not reflect the deduction of transaction and custodial charges, or the deduction of an investment management fee, the incurrence of which would decrease indicated historical performance. The S&P 500 index includes 500 leading companies in the U.S. and is widely regarded as the best single gauge of large U.S. equities. The holdings and performance of Purview Wealth Partners' clients' accounts may vary widely from those of the presented indices. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Purview Wealth Partners and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Prairie View Wealth Partners unless a client service agreement is in place.